I'm reading this from BetterHelp.com. It's a very interesting article. I saw this on LinkedIn, written by Sarah Fader. It goes to say, many of us assume that when we leave school, the days of bullying or mobbing will be over. Sadly, this is not always the case at work. Workplace mobbing, the intentional targeting of a coworker for isolation, humiliation or aggression happens every day. Regardless of the occupation, while the term is still relatively unknown, it's important to identify this mobbing, also called bullying, and take action to address the the potential impacts of this mobbing. Goes on to say other terms for, for, for mobbing in the workplace include bullying, group bullying, collective aggression. Each of these describes bullying at work. Though it's important to note that this type of bullying can occur in numerous different social situations, not just paid employment settings. Now, how how common does this happen in the in the in the in the workplace? Now, this is this is the opinion of the writer, not not Lance J. Some abusers, especially female abusers, also use what is referred to as relational aggression. This is when other coworkers are pitted against the target of workplace bullying. This type of mobbing can be particularly damaging to face at work in both personal and professional con- and, and 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 have both personal and professional consequences. It can cause a great deal of financial and psychological distress. The first stage is denial and disagreement in workplace mobbing. Mobbing usually sparks with a disagreement or some other form of criticism, such as an investigation, rebuke, warning, suspension, termination, evaluation, or report towards the target of workplace bullying. This allows the target to be caught off guard and seemingly gives validity to the target being attacked at work. Then it moves into the stage of anger and aggression, where the aggression becomes more overt and patterned. The target might respond in anger. And understandably so, as their reputation, job, and salary may be at stake. However, responding in anger is precisely what the mobbers desire. And then it goes into other stages. The bargaining stage, where the perpetrator of the mobbing begins to involve the management team. Often, management will be persuaded by the falsehoods portrayed by the mob. If they themselves are not already involved in bullying at work, which is frequent. The bargaining stage of of workplace mobbing creates a need in the victim to defend themselves and speak to the management team about bullying at work. Then it goes in other stages of acceptance and depression. But it's a very good article that I that I encourage people to read. And I know that's a long read. I don't I don't usually read for three minutes of an article. But one of the things. One of the things that I really detest, and, and if you want to get under Lance J's skin, I, I hate bullies. I hate bullies in my personal life. I hate bully, bullies in corporate America. I hate people that bully their spouse, their kids. I cannot stand bullies. I don't like people who steal. Because who are you to think that you should take something that I worked hard for and you didn't work for it. You like what I have, so you just decided to take it. You broke in my house, you took it. You broke in my car, took it. You broke into my office, and took it. I hate a thief. 
and I hate a bully. Nothing made me angrier when I was a vice president because I, I and people will, will will try to call and disagree with this or whatever. When I was a vice president and a director, when I ran when I ran teams for the most part, I wanted to be lax on teams. To me, what's going on in your family is so much more important than what's going on at work. I'm not as worried about the risk score, and never was as worried about the risk score, or if for for HEDIS and star rating, if I was getting enough colorectal cancer screenings. Your family is much more important than anything that's going to happen at work. So I always encourage people, go to your go to your kids' volleyball game. Spend time with your family. Take an extra day of vacation. If you're burning out, if you're not feeling well, if you need a mental health day, take a mental health day. I literally got written up. Well, not got written up, but got, but got my hat handed to me by HR because I sent my staff home the day before Thanksgiving, early. People are usually leaving at like one in the afternoon. I got in there, it was like 1045. I was just like, look, man, everybody go home. I'm not, I'm not dumb enough to put that in an email, but everybody go home. You're not doing any work. You're looking at your phone. You're thinking about Thanksgiving. You're thinking about who's flying in. You're thinking about the turkey. You're thinking about the stuffing. You're thinking about the cranberry. Go home. Because you ain't going to do no work anyway. And what would make me mad is I always tried to, to foster a culture where people felt that they weren't being worked to death because I hated being worked to death. I hated working for bosses that thought that it was a badge of honor to work for 80 hours a week and to not see their kids and to be going through a divorce because I work so hard. My, my job at X Health Plan is more important than anything in the world. It's more important than my kids, more important than my husband, my wife. My religion, my health, I just don't believe in that. I never subscribed to those theories, and I never will subscribe to those theories. But what made me angrier than anything is when I've had people that reported to me, I was lax on them, I was easy on them, I let them come and go as they please. I let them go to their doctor's appointments, work at home. I had, I was, I was, my staff was working at home half the week before COVID because it's stupid to spend two and a half hours a day in a car driving to and from work, in my opinion. I'd rather my employees logging in at home. I'd rather them on the exit, hitting the Peloton, going for a walk, spending more time with their kids getting ready for school in the morning. But what made me really angry is when I've had people that reported to me, I gave them all of the, that, the leeway, the freedom, and then they turn around and they ran their teams like a gulag. That bothered me. I've given you power to focus on things that are more important than work, but you wouldn't give that power to your staff because you wanted to control your staff. And there are a lot of people that are bullies in corporate America. And you know, I speak from, from firsthand experience. I've been places where there was a new C-suite New leadership. I've been places where they didn't want me anymore. The people that hired me are no longer here. We've had turnover in leadership. Leadership has a right to get their guy. If they have somebody that they want to bring in from, from the, the Florida branch of the health plan or the California branch of the health plan or hospital, they have a right to bring in their own staff. 
And I don't have a problem with it. I've always approached it like business. We get a new C-suite. I'm like, hey, Lance is able to leave. What's it going to pay me on my way out the door? Because it's business. I'm not in my feelings. As long as I get my Mune, I'm good. But I've worked in places where people use those tactics. They try to try to bully me out of a job. Like I'm dumb enough to walk away from, from, from the money that you owe me because you treated me like crap. And I've been, I've dealt with the triangulation where we've, we've, we've identified, James, that uh, we're just not sure if you've been responsible and competent enough. And, and we're not sure. You're, you're showing us all of the numbers and, and the details, but it just seems like something is missing. And, yo, you continue to explain yourself and you explain the situation. And people start to question your education. Well, you know, it's just usually someone in, in, your, in your role has more of a clinical background. Or, or you know, at, at most of the other plans, they, they, we usually only hire people that went to Harvard or, or went to Stanford. I've had to deal with that. I've had people question me. I wasn't worried about it because I knew I know that I know that I was. And I know that I still am one of the best people in the country at risk adjustment, quality, and stars. There's no question about that. So if you fire me, you fire yourself. So you don't got to go through all the political theater with me. You just say, you know what, James, you're pretty good at what you do. I want to bring in my own guy because I'm in charge. And I'll say, thank you very much. That'll be a quarter million dollars. And I'm out. But people will bully you. In the workplace. Now, there are people that are incompetent. I don't think that, that marking the fact that you are tardy to your post 37 times in a quarter, that's not bullying. I had a person that, that worked for me that literally I caught him watching pornography on his, on his cell phone at work. And he felt that because he was a member of the Latinx community that I was by trying to get him off of my floor because I'm just like, hey, I don't want you wanking out to bang bros at 11 a.m. While, while we're doing our clinical review, he felt like, like I was taking umbrage with him because he was a, a, a Latino American. So getting a bad review doesn't mean you're getting bullied, but the triangulation where, where, you're, spreading, where you're spreading rumors about people. I had, I had someone, and they love to do this to a black person. Somebody questioned because I worked at home twice a week in the mornings, they questioned if I was really if I was really a hard worker. And somebody questioned, it's like, well, do you really have a strong work ethic? And I'm like, yo, I was up till 3 a.m. So I'm a night person. So I was up till 3 a.m. putting a presentation together. So yeah, I didn't come in until until 11, but I was up until 3 a.m. You can actually see the emails where I was sending out at 3 a.m. But you get these, these rumors and innuendos and these circles where people click up and they'll try to isolate someone as incompetent or stupid or not a team player or a bad attitude. And what they want you to do, they want you to crack and throw a tantrum. You remember like Dave Chappelle keeping it real? Where, where he was at work and somebody said something stupid. Next thing he was doing, he was like, Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang. He was throwing people, throwing chairs around. That's what they want you to do. And with me, they were never able to get me to do that. I'm not going to lower myself and make a jackass out of myself based on your opinions of me. So I thought it was, a, I thought it was an interesting article because there's a lot of bullying in the workplace and there are a lot of people that support bully culture 
in the workplace. And a lot of those people are unfortunately are type A individuals. They become vice presidents. They become C-suites. Some of them even become CEOs and they build a culture of bullying. And you have to watch that. You have to be vigilant. You have to talk to HR. But most importantly, man, it's the it's the people people it's the great resignation. You don't have to put up with that nonsense. If you're qualified and talented and someone bullies you, somebody gives you that nonsense, you chuck them the deuces, man. You 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 Tyreek Hill them on your way to the end zone. Because there are a lot of other jobs, they're better cultures, they're better places, they're better people that won't play those ridiculous, insane head games with you. And you actually go somewhere and work and make good money and not have to work around a bunch of toolboxes. Lance J Show. You look healthy. For a man who was gut shot. You reached out to a third party who engaged me in the purpose of holding your towers. That third person's word was your word as he represented you. That's right. And I ran those East Baltimore gentlemen off. I held up my end of the agreement, at least for as long as I was physically able. You did. Your man then set up a meet at Butchie's Bar. Your man told Omar Little that I was responsible for the torture of a young boy who was close to Mr. Little's heart. Your man, in effect, sought to have me hit. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Black women are fierce, brilliant, courageous, dope. Black women are making a difference, making history, and changing the world. I think about all of the Black women who have showed up to fight for justice. We are starting to finally accept all the skills and talents a woman can bring to the table. Urban One, thank you. This one is so special. 